As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording on Thursday morning ahead of blank game week 36. Hard to believe there's only three game weeks to go now. It's another Friday deadline this week, 6.30pm UK time, which is 90 minutes before the Newcastle-Manchester City game. There's still a few games to go from game week 35 at the time of recording. This weekend in game week 36, there's no games for Manchester United, Chelsea, Leicester or Arsenal due to the FA Cup final, which makes it tricky to field 11 players for most FPL managers this week. This is the week to free hit if you've still got that chip available. The headlines from Double Gaming 35 so far, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer made 10 changes for the Leicester game, the second of Manchester United's three fixtures, with Mason Greenwood the only survivor from the first one. He scored in both games, and it would be pretty impressive if he could do the same against Liverpool tonight. Crystal Palace Gio Eberechi Eze and Christian Benteke are currently in the team of the game week with 16 and 15 points respectively. Mr Zaha disappointed his new owners though, scoring just 4 points over the two games. Callum Wilson scored a brace in Newcastle's impressive 4-2 win at Leicester, but has since been ruled out for the season with another hamstring injury. Highly owned assets Patrick Bamford, Stuart Dallas and Hyungman Son were all on the score sheet as Leeds beat Tottenham 3-1. Rafinha made his return to action from the bench and grabbed himself an assist just in time for blank game week 36. FPL legend Marcus Alonso scored a late winner for Chelsea against Manchester City. Sergio Aguero gifted Mendy a penalty save in that game so thank you Sergio. Diogo Jota blanked yet again in Liverpool's 2-1 2-0 win over Southampton. He will be rage transferred out by a lot of managers if he doesn't deliver something against United. Lewis Dunk scored and got himself sent off in the defeat to Wolves. Chris Wood was on the score sheet once again, scoring a great goal against Fulham. And Danny Ings returned from his latest injury layoff to score twice as Southampton beat Crystal Palace 3-1. You can subscribe to The Athletic right now for a special price of £3.99 a month for six months. That's 40% off the full price of a subscription. 
You'll enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, as well as ad-free versions of all our podcasts. Simply visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to take advantage of this special 40% discount. That's theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. Game week 35 shout outs. We have two new members to the club that nobody wants to be in. First of all, welcome to the 59th Minute Club, Gabriel Teodoro Martinelli Silva from Arsenal. His first shout out of the season. And also Sheffield United Sander Burge, who was returning from injury. So good to see two new members to the club at this late stage of the season just three more game weeks to go so hopefully we'll get a few more so keep an eye on those clocks in the final few game weeks a couple of notable mentions Ruben Neves who is already part of the famous club got a 60 minute appearance so he's very lucky to avoid his second shout out of the season and Aaron Cresswell gets a mention also because he got injured again and managed just 58 minutes for a one pointer a quick review of Game Week 35. Obviously, it's not finished yet, but just a quick review of how it's going for me so far. I took a minus eight going into the game week, and every player I sold did well. Alonso got the goal, as Palaquera got the assist, and Patrick Bamford was also on the score sheet. So that was frustrating, but at least the guys who came in did the business. Joel Ward got me six points. Luca Dean and Calvert Lewin delivered in the first game, and they've got another game to go. So overall, We'll probably break even on that and hopefully a little bit better. At the moment, before the Thursday night fixtures, I'm on 83 minus 8, which gives me 75 points with loads of players left. Dean, Calvert-Lewin, Trent, Jota, Salah, Shaw and Bruno. So hopefully all seven of those guys start tonight. Uh, So overall, it should be a green arrow regardless of what happens. A watch list updates. Lots of players removed this week. We're getting towards the end of the season now so there's a lot of players that I'm not really interested in anymore when there's just three game weeks to go so Danny Welbeck is gone can't really see myself buying a Brighton player anytime soon I think it'll be game week one next season before I consider those guys again Gareth Bale has also got the chop quite simply because I don't own Youngman's son and if I do buy a Tottenham attacker, I've already got Harry Kane. If I buy a midfielder, it will be Son over Bale. El Ghazi didn't stay on the watch list for very long. He was mainly there because of Villa's double game week. Quite a few players I've removed this week actually are players who had the double game week. Now that that's out of the way, I'm not really interested anymore. The same goes for James Ward-Prowse and James Madison. Harry Maguire is gone for obvious reasons. Mason Holgate also, he was dropped somewhat surprisingly. At, for, for the last game he may well come back in because I think Gary Mean is injured for the Thursday night fixture but I've got Luca Dean so I'm not looking to get Holgate if I was to get a second um, Everton defender it would be Seamus Coleman I've added him to the watch list this week Rudiger's gone just not going to buy any Chelsea players for the final three game weeks I want to buy players who are going to play so that rules out the Chelsea guys and the Man City guys for my future transfers Castagna is gone as well. Leicester haven't been keeping too many clean sheets recently. Robertson is gone as well because I've already got a Liverpool triple up. Apologies if you can hear the dog walking by me in the background there. She was supposed to stay asleep for this episode. And Charlie Taylor for Burnley is also gone from the watch list. Again, last three game weeks of the season, can't see myself buying a Burnley player. 
players added to the watch list ahead of Game Week 36. Seamus Coleman, who I mentioned. So I've got Luca Dean, I've got Calvert-Lewin, and I'm, I'm not against a triple-up for that Sheffield United fixture in Game Week 36. They've got a good fixture in Game Week 37 as well. I think it's Wolves. I've added two Newcastle attackers, Willock and St. Maximin. Newcastle have been pretty good recently. They've got decent fixtures to end the season as well. So I like those two, St. Maximin in particular, as a differential. And Willock is only 4.7 million, so if you know he could be used to make an upgrade elsewhere, he's a good enabler. Patrick Bamford's I've probably bought and sold Bamford more than any other player this season. Sold them last week, not against getting them back in for the final three fixtures, which are pretty good. I think Rafinha being back will make a big difference for the Leeds attack as well. So Bamford is back on the watch list. Cavani's back on it as well. Good to see him sign a contract extension at Manchester United. He's been excellent for us this season again obviously United don't play this week but then they've got two good fixtures to finish the season so I like Cavani for those two and Danny Ings also back from injury back with two goals he has decent fixtures to finish the season as well in what could well be his last games for Southampton so that is the watch list updated ahead of the weekend this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Next up is the Twitter question section. Thanks, as always, to everyone who sent them in. First one this week is from James. Are Manchester United assets worth holding given their upcoming blank and risk of rotation in their final league fixture ahead of the Europa League final? So I had to go and check this when I read the question and I didn't realise the Europa League final was so soon after the season finishes. I would have guessed there would be no, you know, six or seven days in between but there's not because of this condensed schedule this season. So Game Week 38 fixture for Manchester United for all teams is on Sunday, the Sunday. And then the Europa League final is just three days later on the Wednesday. So I do think there is a chance of some rotation from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in Game Week 38 for that reason. You know, it might even just be a case of players getting you know, 60 or 70 minutes rather than 90 minutes. So the fact that Manchester United blank this weekend and then there's that risk of rotation in Game Week 38... I don't think they're essential and I think it's fine to sell them this week and get yourself a player who you know will definitely start the final three games of the season because with Manchester United players at the moment you're probably looking at one sure start which is probably game week 37 so no fixture this week they should play game week 37 and then there's slight worries on game week 38 because of that you know just three days later for that final so Manchester United assets Probably one of those, depending on which ones you have. You know, players like Bruno, Greenwood, Luke Shaw, you know, I think they're probably fine to keep because the final two games of the season are very good fixtures and you just hope that they start both games. On the flip side, if you've got concerns about Game Week 38, if you want to get in players who play, which is a pretty good thing to do at this stage of the season, I think it's absolutely fine to sell them. I think a lot of people will be selling, even the likes of Bruno Fernandes this week. Haven't ruled out doing it myself uh, because at the end of the day, no game this week. And it would be a nightmare if you kept him and then he doesn't play the final game week of the season. Probably enough 
it's probably too risky to captain him in game week 38 because of that slight concern of a rest ahead of the Europa League final. So, yeah, I think I'm leaning towards selling is probably the best thing to do now with those Manchester United players. Question from Vinance Roach. Is Bruno Fernandes a must-have for the run-in? And if not, who are the alternatives? So, yeah, probably answered this in the first question. He's certainly not essential now with probably only one sure start in the last three game weeks and quite hard to captain him on the final day. The alternatives, if you're selling Bruno at a similar price, it's the obvious candidate, Salah, if you don't have him. Hyungman Son, I think Bruno to Son is going to be a very, very popular transfer this week, which and I think it's a good one. Sadio Mane, looking a little bit better recently. Uh, he's had a pretty poor season by his standards, but he could finish it strongly. So I like Mane as a differential. Uh, I actually quite like the Salah Mane double up for the final three fixtures. They're they're pretty favourable. Liverpool have the best fixtures of all teams for the final three game weeks. The other option then is to, obviously you can downgrade and use the cash elsewhere, or you can gamble on a Manchester City midfielder. Now, I decided when I wildcarded, I think it was game week 30, that I wasn't going to buy another Man City player for the rest of the season, because I just don't want to worry about Pep Roulette. And I'm probably going to stick to that. But I think a lot of people will gamble. Players like Mares, Foden, De Bruyne, depending on his fitness. These guys should get a significant amount of game time between now and Game Week 38. So I, I don't mind that, actually. I quite like a punt. Mares is probably the one I like most. Been very impressed by him this season. Should get two out of three starts, you would imagine. So I do like that. You know, I do like a gamble on a Manchester midfielder, Manchester City midfielder. You just know it comes with a with a heart heart rate warning that it could it could cause you pain but on the other side it could be very very rewarding so yeah i think son salah Mane, or or a manchester city midfielder punt is the way to go there if you're going to sell bruno question from guy parfit bamford or antonio as an ianacho replacement for the remainder of the season again i think a lot of people will be selling ianacho this week i will be doing so no game this week and then two tricky enough fixtures to finish the season so I think it's absolutely fine to sell him question is who to replace him with I've had a look at the fixtures for Bamford and Antonio they're basically exactly the same both players face Southampton and West Brom Uh, Bamford plays Burnley and Antonio plays Brighton and I would rate fixtures against Brighton and Burnley pretty equally so it really feels like a 50-50 decision on whether to go Bamford or Antonio comes down to personal preference I prefer Antonio slightly just like him more as a player Bamford's been in and and out of my team all season so that probably plays a part I really don't want to use another transfer on him I've used about five or six on him already this season and I always seem to to get him at the wrong time anyway. I still like the fact that Antonio and West Ham are going for that Champions League place. Leeds, you know, we we usually will call a team like Leeds a team on the beach at this point of the season, but I don't think Marcelo Bielsa believes in beaches. Um, So Leeds, I think, will keep firing on all cylinders for the final three game weeks. So I don't think you should go for Antonio over Bamford just because West Ham have something to play for. To me, Leeds are still firing. They're going to be giving it their all until the very last whistle in Game Week 38. So I think it's a really close call, 50-50, and I'm probably going to go down the Antonio route, but it's it's probably 51% to 49% in Antonio's favour at the minute, and that could change before the weekend. Question from Cheeto Chip. Is it worth taking a hit 
to replace the Mendy Forster tandem in game week 36 or hope Forster plays and keep Mendy for the last two games. So this is this is my goalkeeper situation and I think it's the goalkeeper situation of a lot of people. Mendy and Forster, obviously both keepers did well in the most recent game week, but it's a problem now for the final three weeks. We don't know what's happening with Forster. There's every chance McCarthy will come back in for game week 36. Mendy doesn't have a fixture, so we could very easily be without a goalkeeper. Kepa played on Wednesday night, so that's annoying as well. Kepa could get another game in game week 37 or game week 38. So I just think we just sort it out this week. We make a transfer in goal. We sell Mendy, I think, because he's the more expensive one. And we get in someone who's definitely going to play 36, 37, 38. Because with only three weeks left, you really don't want to be worrying about your goalkeeper. Even if it's a minus four, you know, I think just get rid of Mendy this week and bring in someone who's going to play. You know, the way I'm looking at it, Mendy doesn't play this week. Very good chance Forster doesn't play either. So you're looking at zero points for your goalkeeper. Take the minus four. It's only minus two, really. If, if your replacement comes in, plays the game, doesn't get booked, you're looking at a minus two at worst. So, yeah, I think it's worth a minus four this week to fix that problem. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to get rid of Mendy. I'm just not sure yet who's going to be the replacement. There's a related goalkeeper question here from Mikkel Ellison. Is doubling up on the Southampton goalkeepers an option now that there's been a lot of rotation among the goalkeepers? They have a decent schedule and it will probably release some cash as well. So yeah, this was something I hadn't really thought about earlier today when I was looking at replacements. I think I was looking at Fabianski and Melier. And McCarthy didn't really enter my thoughts until I read Mikkel's question. Uh, And I think it's pretty viable. You could, you know, if you've got Forster Mendy, you can get rid of Mendy, you can get McCarthy, and that guarantees you a goalkeeper for the final three game weeks. You're going to have the Southampton goalkeeper regardless, unless Hasenhutl goes crazy and brings in a third choice, which which I don't think will happen. Fixture-wise for Southampton, Fulham, Leeds and West Ham to finish the season. It's not too bad. Um, I was worried about Southampton a couple of weeks ago, about them possibly being on the beach. But that was a good result for them against Crystal Palace. And I think they could get a couple of more results over the final week. So, yeah, I think it's fine. It's very budget-friendly. I think McCarthy might be 4-4. Forster's down about 4-0. So you're spending you know, 8.5 million or even less on the goalkeeper position, which, which I think is ideal because you can spend the cash elsewhere then. So McCarthy will be in my thoughts now when it comes to a Mendy replacement. But I'll talk more about that in the transfers section. Question from Lucas Wickstrom. Is Stuart Dallas a must-have for the remaining fixtures? I think he is. As someone who hasn't really owned Dallas at all this season, I think I had him for for free hit. Might have had him for a week or two at another point. I think one of my biggest biggest failings this season has not been owning him. Um, You know, when you simplify FPL, if you get a, a defender who plays in midfield, for an attacking team who's got good underlying numbers, quite simply, you should own him. And I haven't this season. So Dallas may be one of my transfers in this week, even as a minus four, you know, losing a player who, who may not play this week. Again, looking at it more of a minus two than a minus four. And I don't mind those minus fours this week for players like Dallas who've got good fixtures to finish the season. He's, he's the top scoring defender in the game. So I think if you're, if you're going to take a minus four for anyone, this guy... You know, popped up in a six-yard box in the last game week to score. There could be more goals in him uh, in the final three matches. So yeah, I wouldn't say he's a must-have, but I think 
it makes sense to get him if you don't have him looking at the fixtures and looking at what he's done this season. Question from Tom Bowdry. Is Ben Rama over Jay Ling's overthinking it? I would say yes. Ben Rama has looked pretty good in the last couple of games that he's got starts in. But quite simply, this stage of the season, by players who are going to play, can you safely say Ben Rama is going to start the final three fixtures? I think the answer is no. Can you safely say Lingard will start all three? I think it's yes. I don't think it's 100% yes, but I think it's a lot higher than it is for Ben Rama. So if, if I was deciding this week to get a West Ham midfielder, it still would be Jesse Lingard over Ben Rama, even though Lingard hasn't done much recently. It wouldn't surprise me to see him you know, get back in the goals over the final three fixtures. Next question is from Jim Cook. For those without the free hit chip, who are the essential players for Blank Game Week 36 and how few players can you get away with? So I always think in a Blank Game Week that eight players is a good number to aim for. If you can get to eight, you can probably soldier through it and not get hurt too much as long as you've got the key players and you've got a good captain. So, But, but what I would say in this particular Blank Game Week is don't be afraid to take the minus fours because there's quite a few minus fours you can take this week for players who don't play who are going to get a zero pointer this week there's quite a few teams that have got three nice fixtures to finish the season I mentioned Dallas uh, West Ham have got decent fixtures so the minus fours I think you can justify them for a player who is in good form got good fixtures and, and you're taking out a player who's going to get zero points this week so don't be afraid to take a you know minus four minus eight minus twelve even to get yourself to ten or eleven players I think there's a good chance you will get that minus four back and more by the end of the season. Jim asks, who are the key players to own this week if you don't have the free hit? So you'd be looking to try and get, I think, a Leeds attacker, Bamford or Rafinha, Kane or Son. I don't think you need both. Obviously, both would be ideal. But if you if you don't have any, I would look to get one of them in. I think you should have at least two Liverpool players. You probably want to have Salah. You probably want to have Trent. And then you probably want to have Calvert-Lewin against Sheffield United. So I think that's the key. Uh, is that five? So a Leeds attacker, a Spurs attacker, two Liverpool guys and Calvert-Lewin. That would be the five must-haves this week. If you don't have all of those, that would probably be the priority. Get the one you don't have or, or, or the two you don't have. Question from FPL Kenobi. If you're on a wildcard for the three-week run-in, who would be the first names on your team sheet? First of all, I will say is you are a very patient manager, Kenobi, to still have your wildcard. There can't be too many wildcards left flying about. Those who are activating it this week, first names on my team sheet would be Triple Liverpool because they've got the best fixtures. Trent and Salah pick themselves. And like I said earlier, I like the Salah Mane double up for the run in. Jota, question marks over his game time, hasn't been delivering. Yeah, I do like Robertson as well, but I think if you're wildcarding at this stage of the season, just attack it, get Salah and Mane and Trent. I would have Rafinha on a wildcard, I would have Mikel Antonio, I would have Luca Dean from Everton, and I would have Cavert Lewin as well, particularly for the next two fixtures. They do, I think they play Man City on the final day. So you could look to maybe lose one of them for that fixture. But who knows what kind of Manchester City starting eleven that is. Those players could actually do well in that fixture. And I think Harry Kane would still be in my wildcard squad. Going for the golden boot. Decent fixtures. Decent captaincy option for the next two game weeks. So that would be 
my must-haves on a wildcard. Final question is from Clive. What new chip would you like to see next year? So this, it's not a chip in particular. I've been playing the Fantasy Scotland game this season and I've really, really enjoyed it because there's quite a few quirks, quite different to FPL in many ways. And one of the things I like most about it, which I would love to see in FPL, is regarding captaincy and vice-captaincy. So how it works in Fantasy Scotland, you pick your captain as normal. They get your double points regardless. But you've got to very carefully pick your vice-captain because your vice-captain, basically if you vice-captain a defender, you get double points for the clean sheet if they get one. But if you vice-captain a, a midfielder or a forward, you get double points for goals only. So not for assists or anything else. So basically, clean sheets, let's say it's FPL. If you if you have Trent, he gets you a clean sheet. You get four points for the clean sheet. He would get you an extra four if he was your vice-captain. If you captain Calvert-Lewin, he gets four points for a goal. He would get an extra four points uh, as well on top of his score. What I like about that as well, it means... If your captain or your vice-captain doesn't play, tough luck. It doesn't change. Your captain doesn't change to your vice-captain. Basically, if your captain doesn't play, you get zero. And, and I like that because I think most of us hate it in FPL, particularly when, when dead teams, let's say they captain De Bruyne, he doesn't play, and then they luck into a vice-captain Salah getting them 40 points. I think if your captain doesn't play, I like the idea of your captain getting zero, tough luck, and same with your vice captain. So I really like that about the Fantasy Scotland game. It's a really good game. I see any of you who are into playing other fantasy formats, give that one a go next season. It was a bit crazy this year in Scotland uh, with all the COVID stuff, but still really enjoyable, really good platform. So check that one out next season if you're interested. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Moving on now to captaincy for Game Week 36. Had a look at the fixtures and I've picked out the best options. I think Harry Kane or Hyungman Son against Wolves is a pretty good captaincy option this week. You could take the risky option on Gareth Bale if you're trying to make up ground. I do much prefer Kane or Son though. Liverpool play West Brom. Salah is an obvious candidate. He will be highly captained. Manny, like him as a captain option there as well. Even Trent Alexander-Arnold. I don't think I would go Jota. I just always fear a bench in there. I mean, you could say for the same for Manny as well, but you know, Salah's obviously the safe pick there. Calvert-Lewin, I think, is as good as anyone as a captain option against Sheffield United. If you've got Manchester City players, they play Newcastle on Friday night. Are you willing to risk ruining your weekend before it even begins with a Friday night captain? I'm just glad I don't have any of them. Uh, Danny Ings as well I think if you own him or you're bringing him in this week 
I think he's a nice differential captain against Fulham. Always slight concerns though that you know they're careful with him and they don't play him in back-to-back games after injury. But if you're willing to risk it, I like Danny Ings against Fulham. For me, I've got Salah, I've got Kane, and I've got Calvert-Lewin. It'll be one of those guys for the captain. And having not given it too much thought yet, I can't really split them. I rate all of them quite equally for captaincy this weekend. So I'll update that on Friday. I'll give it more thought and decide what to do there. In terms of my transfers for Gaming 36, I've currently got nine players, which is a decent number. But one of those players is Forster, who may not play. And one of those players is Roman Saiz, who didn't play the last Wolves game. So he's at risk as well. So possibly I'm looking at seven if those two guys don't play. So I'm quite happy to take a few hits this week. May go as far as a minus eight, which is a, which is a pretty big hit for a conservative manager like me. Ian Acho to Antonio, very likely to be one of my transfers. Losing Mendy, very likely to be a second transfer for a minus four. The replacements I'm looking at, McCarthy, who I mentioned earlier. Fabianski, I like West Ham's fixtures. Or Melier also like Leeds fixtures. So undecided on that one. It may come down to cash. If I'm really tight for cash, I'll just settle for McCarthy as the cheapest option. Then the third transfer to bring it to minus eight will either be, I think, Bruno to Sun, which I like, or Saiz to Dallas, which I think I like more. Even though Saiz could play, even if he does, I don't expect a clean sheet against Tottenham. So I don't mind taking a minus four for Saiz to Dallas, who I'd like to own for the final three game weeks. And that would allow me to keep Bruno and hope that he plays 37 and 38. So, I mean, I could go crazy. I could go minus 12 and do both of those moves. So who knows? I'll see see how I'm feeling Friday. If I, if I have a couple of beers, I'll be more likely to take the minus 12 than the minus eight. So that is my thoughts. Thank you for taking the time to listen as always. Please give it a share on Twitter if you enjoyed it and leave a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. If you'd like to support me as a full-time fantasy manager and hear two more podcasts before Friday's deadline, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Best of luck to you all for Blank Game Week 36 and I'll talk to you again next week to preview the penultimate game week of the season. The Athletic.